streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrified. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, November 21st, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wilfong, is here. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Going well. Gray skies, I think, all day. Going to hit the 50s here in the Midwest, sending that weather down I-70 through Dayton on the way to Columbus. Be good game weather for Saturday for the showdown with Penn State. We can only hope, and yes, it has turned gray, and it will be like this for the next four months. But we have something to look forward to early, or soon at least, and that is Ohio State's tussle with Penn State this weekend. Noon kickoff at the shoe. Every single media outlet on earth that covers college football will be there, basically. It's also going to be a huge recruiting weekend, as you might expect. <laughs> arguably, and not a very good argument against it, that this is the biggest recruiting weekend during the season. Ohio State will have a ton of dudes in here with an extreme focus on 2021. We are going to talk all about recruiting, and then we will get into the Penn State game and how we think it will work out. First, red carpet types. There's a bunch. Like we said, the focus is on 2021. However, there is one prime 2020 candidate here who has been talked about ad nauseum. His name is Mayan Williams. Do you think Mayan Williams will head back to Cincinnati this weekend as an Ohio State Buckeye or an Iowa State Cyclone? Oh, man. Um, you know, I think that for the first time, and I shouldn't say like the first time today, but for the first time over the last week or so, I feel like there's some momentum uh, for Ohio State and talking to sources um, all over um, uh, for Mayan Williams where earlier in the fall – it seemed like he was destined to stick with Iowa State. Um, I think that there is some. I think there's legit interest in in Ohio State and, and potentially being part of this program and, and what they're doing. And, and so um, we'll see uh, how the visit goes uh, for Maya and family. Um, but um, I, I think that uh, um, I could definitely see him in the class, and, and he's a powerful, ferocious runner that has been one of the state of Ohio's best for a long time and a guy that I think would would be an absolute difference maker for uh, Iowa State um, and a guy that um, will certainly push the running back room at the very least at Ohio State. It's been a long journey for running backs in this class, so it'd be nice to get one in the fold. I, for one, think Mayan will be a Buckeye after the weekend. Like we said, 2021 is the main focus. We're just going to run down a list of names here that Steve and I have discussed that he thinks are worth chatting about. And the first is another running back, 2021, Evan Pryor. Well, I think Ohio State's in the top two or three for Evan Pryor, and Penn State's up there as well for him. So uh, this is an opportunity for him to see two of his favorites, um, Bang Pads and Columbus. But Ohio State's certainly in a good spot for Evan Pryor. J.C. Latham. He's already got some 24-7 sports crystal ball buzz, including the Dean. Uh, he's a Midwest native from the state of Wisconsin that had a great visit to Ohio State 
uh, in the past returning for a game. I, I think that Ohio State's in a terrific position for J.C. Latham. What do you think of him as a prospect? Some people think he's better on the defensive line. He played defensive line in Wisconsin and transferred to IMG. Yeah, I think that uh, when you project him, six foot five and a half, two hundred eighty-five pounds, long arms, can move a little bit. We like him on the. Uh, we like him as an offensive tackle long term. Number thirteen offensive tackle nationally in the top two four seven player rankings. Number seventy six prospect overall. Three more offensive linemen coming. You tell me which one you want to talk about: Donovan Jackson, Trey Zune, or Jagger Burton. Look, I got time for all three, Dan. These are guys that um, I, I would imagine are top targets for Ohio State. Um, Trey Zune uh, out of Fort Collins, Colorado. There's a lot of terrific college buzz on the type of prospect that he is, and uh, I think he's a guy that uh, is a priority for Ohio State. Donovan Jackson um, was the opening offensive lineman of the year uh, at the opening finals, outperformed all his older peers down there and won that competition out of Bel Air, Texas, Episcopal High, um, same high school as Jalen Waddle and some others. Um, and, and then uh, Jaeger Burton, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, I think, are the three are the three schools that um, Ohio State is is bad. Or excuse me, Ohio State's one of those three schools that I think are strongly in the mix. They got a bunch of defensive linemen coming in. One of whom we wanted to chat about was defensive end Aaron Armitage. Well, he he uh, visited Notre Dame last week, so I talked to him after that visit. He's extremely high on Ohio State. Pumped for this visit. Um, I think Michigan and Penn State uh, are a couple others that he's really excited about. So this is one of those uh, potential old-fashioned uh, Big Ten powers battling for um, one of Jersey's best. It does seem like Ohio State has kind of separated themselves from the pack again in terms of Big Ten competition. I think heading into the year, clearly when ESPN picked them to finish fourth in their division, let that percolate in your brain a little bit. They did. So they picked Um, them to finish behind Michigan State and Penn State. They did. The odds to win the Big Ten, if you go back and look, were, were less for Ohio State. Based on what, I don't know. Do you get the sense that Ohio State on the recruiting trail has picked up momentum, or were they already kind of at their zenith? Well, I just think it's always been steady. I mean, hell, there was a time where I thought that Ohio State was going to go into the season with the number one recruiting class in the country. And and obviously um, it didn't go that way because Jalen Knighton and B. John Robinson flipped late. But to even be in the conversation uh, for having the number one class with the way Clemson, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia are also recruiting shows you the level that Ohio State's recruiting at. They're sitting at number four right now, um, and and it's a terrific class when looking at average ranking per commit. And speaking of average ranking per commit, that kind of came up in a 24-7 sports national meeting. Uh, Ohio State's got the best class in 24-7 sports history when looking at average ranking per commit, that 2017 class. And that class is, ha- is having a huge impact on the uh, season that the Buckeyes are having right now. When you look at the, the guys that are, are from that class, uh, Chase Young, Jeffrey Okuda, J.K. Dobbins. Don't forget my main man out of Indianapolis, Pete Werner, was in that class and one of the more lower-ranked uh, guys in that class, but was a four-star top 247 recruit uh, um, for us. But they're Munford. Um, 
was in that class, Josh Myers um, and, and Sean Wade, Baron Browning, obviously. So, so that class was, was special and, and uh, it, it's at the forefront of Ohio State being arguably the best football team in the country. Just hearing you read off those names, they're going to be a big reason why I'm going to talk about Ohio State kicking Penn State's ass in the next segment. Let's take a commercial break. We'll be back and do that. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Steve, so I realize Penn State coming to town, huge game. Every media outlet on earth is going to be here. And I also realize the last few games have been beyond nail biters. They've been heart-stopping, incredible comeback wins for Ohio State where it really looked like at times they were on the field with an equal. I do not see that being the case going forward. And I'm almost – I've been – worried because I'm overconfident. I really think Ohio State is going to wax them. And I was trying to figure out why I feel that way. It's really not that complicated. And it's personnel. If you look at Penn State, Sean Clifford is the quarterback. He's not better than Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley was as good as an athletic quarterback as you can get. Their main running back is Journey Brown. The running backs they had prior to this were Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley, who both start for NFL teams. KJ Hamler and Pat Fryermuth are excellent. I put them in the mix with anybody. But I don't think their defense is as good as it has been. And then when I compare it to Ohio State, building off what you talked about earlier, just look at defensive end. They've had Bosa's and now Chase. I can make the argument Chase Young's better. At quarterback, Barrett, Haskins, and now Justin Fields, I think I would take Fields. They've had great centers along the way. Elfline, Price, Jordan. And Josh Myers is the best one. Wyatt Davis could be the best guard. Thayer Mumford, the best left tackle. Move to the defense. Marshawn Lattimore and Denzel Ward were complete studs. I think Jeffrey Akuda is better. I think Damon Arnett's better as a second corner, unbelievably, than Eli Apple. Sean Wade is by far the best slot corner they've ever had. So I just see this as being a better Ohio State team and a Penn State team that is good but not loaded with NFL talent as they had been. Do you agree? Uh, I, I agree that there's a chance that this game could get out of hand and that Ohio State could win convincingly. Um, but I do think Penn State's talented. You bring up Journey Brown, I do think that Journey, Journey Brown is maybe the fastest tailback in the Big Ten, and he's a guy that's shared the load. They have a deep back, backfield uh, of several guys that may be potential pros. Um Look, you come into this game, these are the top two scoring offenses in the Big Ten, but there's a gap. You know, Ohio State's averaging 51.5 points per game. Uh, Penn State's in at 36.8. Scoring defense, Ohio State is in at under 10 points a ball game, leading the conference. Um, Penn State, 13.5. So um, this is is the most talented football team that Ohio State's going to face across the board. I think that Penn State has pros uh, at every level uh, on their roster, with the exception of I don't know if they have one at quarterback. Um, and uh, that's going to be the, the true test in this ballgame. And, and Sean Clifford in big games 
um, of this magnitude is Oprah one. He threw three interceptions against Minnesota. Now he did not, um, he, he, the moment wasn't too big from him in the sense that, um, he was intimidated or scared. Um, he, he played hard all the way to the end and Penn State had a chance to win. Uh, on the road despite his three turnovers. Uh, but that was the difference in the Minnesota game. Minnesota has a terrific d- defensive back uh, by the name of Antoine Winfield that's very uh, familiar um, to uh, Ohio State uh, fans. His son is one of the best defensive backs in, in the Big Ten. He's leading the interception in, or leading the country in interceptions. He had a, he had a, a big, big day against Sean Clifford in, in, in Penn State. And I think that's going to come down. That's going to be the difference in this ball game. Can Sean Clifford complete passes at a high percentage, and, and and can he make big plays and not miss? There's going to be times where a Penn State receiver is going to have a chance to make a big play, but is Sean Clifford going to see it and 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 go to go to the go with the football to the right place? Is he going to be able to take advantage of a few opportunities that that present themselves in this ball game? Obviously, look. Everyone that listens to the show, I never pick the upset. Um, it's, it, it's, I, I never pick Michigan to beat Ohio State until they prove they can do it. I'm picking the Buckeyes. Uh, I think that Michigan last year was the sexy upset pick over Ohio State. No way I picked them. I picked the Buckeyes. I'm um, picking the Buckeyes in, in this ball game, but I do think that Penn State has the personnel uh, to to give them a challenge. And and uh, you know Penn State's number one in the conference in rush defense, but on the flip side, Ohio State's by far one in rush offense, over 50 yards better than Wisconsin. Um, so uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see uh, how this shakes out when those two. Com- two um, statistics collide because Penn State's only giving up 2.2 yards per carry. Um, And so uh, I like Ohio State, um, but I I think that Penn State does bring some challenges, but it all really comes down to can Sean Clifford rise to the occasion, take care of the football, complete it at a high percentage, um, and and this is going to be his stiffest challenge yet. I, I do think Minnesota has several future pros in their secondary right now, um, but it's not like the pros Ohio State's got running around. The spread has hovered around 18. Obviously, we don't encourage gambling on this show, at least not illegal gambling. Who would you bet on? I think I think past history. I don't know. I, like I said, I could see Ohio State winning this game by three touchdowns, but I just think Penn State, they're not scared of Ohio State. This is – this is the uh, this is the game that they have had circles on their calendar all year, and they're going to get. I think Ohio State's going to get Penn State's best shot, and uh, they're not going to be scared coming into the shoe. Um, they, the last three games have been awesome, and I think that this one will be good too. If I was a betting man, uh, I would bet Penn State to cover. I'll tell you what. I agree with you that Penn State isn't intimidated, and I think that's great, and their coach is telling them how they're going to be able to get in there and make plays. The problem is they're going to get in there and realize this is a different breed of cat they're going up against. And when you realize your coach sold you a bill of goods, it tends to go quick. I see Ohio State scoring in the 40s. I see Penn State scoring in the teens. And I see everybody leaving the shoe happy. I hope you enjoyed the show. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. Appreciate y'all. See you on the front row.